A man who lost his penis has a new one built onto his arm. New Hampshire is the first state to allow flying cars. And robot dolphins could replace the live ones at the aquariums. These are the weird stories for Tuesday. This is Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm recording from Los Angeles. Very happy to do so. Thanks for joining me today. Let's do it. Hey, mainstream news. Listen to Weird AF News with Jonesy. A man had a penis built onto his arm, and because of delays, it's been stuck there for years. A father whose penis dropped off due to a blood infection became the first man to have a new penis built onto his arm. But unfortunately, delays mean that it has been stuck there for four years. Malcolm McDonald from the UK underwent a 50,000-pound procedure to have the appendage attached to his arm after a long-term perineum infection caused his penis to turn black and fall off in 2014. He told the media how he became a recluse and turned to alcohol after losing his penis, but has found hope after pioneering surgery meant that he could have his jimmy, as he calls it, attached to his arm in the hope that one day it could be removed and put back between his legs. The 45-year-old mechanic told the media... Of course it is mad, having a penis on your arm. Not even I'm used to it. But when you think about it, it's actually quite amazing. Mr. McDonald says he threw penis in the bin after it fell off. (laughs) He threw it in the bin. With the medics telling him that they could only roll up the remaining stump. Oh, goodness. This was bad news on the day that it happened. Can you imagine waking up and your penis is black and it falls off? For the next two years, he says he became a recluse, turning to alcohol He says he felt like a shadow of his former self. Of course, of course, so would I. I would turn to drinking. I'd probably want to kill myself, to be honest with you. Luckily, his doctor at the time turned him on to an expert, Professor David Ralph, a phallus construction professor at University College Hospital in London. Phallus construction? (laughs) Professor Ralph revealed that he could have a new penis grafted onto his arm where it would stay for about two years before it could eventually be moved back onto his groin. The father of two said that he was blown away that medics were able to build him a new penis and attach it onto his arm. He even requested that they add two inches to his old size for a higher price. (laughs) Could you throw a couple of more inches on there? Not that he goes by inches because he lives in the UK. Oops, I've actually been informed that they do use inches in the UK. I had no idea. How did this all happen? What's the science behind this? Well, they took a skin flap from his left arm and they rolled it to form a makeshift penis. The surgeons also created a urethra within the skin while two tubes are installed, which would inflate with a hand pump to give him a mechanical erection. The shaft was detached from his forearm, allowing to hang freely and form naturally as skin and tissue. So it's like he's using arm tissue to grow a penis uh, and it's dangling off the side. I mean, I, I can't see a photo of it because they, they blur it out. This, this, whatever this article is, it's so lame. They blur it out. I tried to find it on another article. Still, it's blurred out. Um, so we can't see exactly what it looks like. You can sort of see the scarring around it, though. It looks like it's, wow, it looks like it hurt to have a, a penis attached to your arm for sure. 
describing the pride at seeing his makeshift penis for the first time jutting out of his arm, Malcolm said he felt like any other man and started calling it Jimmy as he <laughs> as with a new friend. Okay. Well, that's good. He's in good spirits about it, you know. I, I wouldn't be so pleased to have a penis on the side of my arm, to be honest with you. But all right, he's he's making the best of the situation. Four years later, though, Mr. McDonald's still living with this bulge on his arm. He's having to wear long sleeve tops and shirts while out and about, even in the summertime. It has been spotted by some people, but he chooses to see the funny side of it. He said, I get it, I get it. It's not every day you see a man with a penis on his arm. Of course I see the funny side. I have to. I don't have any other option. If I couldn't laugh at the willy on my arm, I'd be finished. That was more of an Australian accent, I think. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm getting better at the Australian accent. Uh, the penis was supposed to be moved, actually, in 2018, but he was unwell, and the operation was postponed. This is this would freak the shit out of people, I'd imagine. I, you have to cover this up. Uh, you know, the problem is you get drunk. Like, this guy probably gets drunk all the time and whips it out during a party, and then, you know, and it's funny for a second, but then you just look like a freak. I, I just I would be so ashamed of my arm penis, I think. I would. I would. Can you still have sex with the damn thing? That's the other thing I'm wondering about. Can you still it says it it says with tubes it can erect so technically he can make it stand up on his arm. I don't think anybody would be attracted to that thing though. I mean but you you know you could you could most definitely still please a, a lady with this or a, a man if if a man was into it. Um <laughs> where are you going with this Jonesy? Well, I'm just saying that it could like, you know, People could might, you know, you could still use this possibly in the bedroom is what I'm saying. People put things in them, man. They just, they, people are into weird shit. All right. The fetishes that are out there. I mean, you don't think somebody's into arm penises? I'll bet you they are. I'll bet you there's a whole fetish website for, uh, you know, various places that a penis have now has now been attached to that, you know, other than the groin area. Maybe not. Maybe not. I'm just, you know, this is all speculation. I tell you, though, one of the fallouts to this is you could, you know, with a penis on your arm, you could accidentally sexually assault somebody if, you, you know, you didn't mean to. It's like you just go shake their hand and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't think this would go to that level. I'm just meeting you. <laughs> New Hampshire is the first state to allow flying cars on the road. We've been promised flying cars for decades, haven't we? And although we still don't have one ready for production, New Hampshire has gone ahead and given them the okay in their state. Last Wednesday, the Granite State passed House Bill 1182, also known as the Jetson Bill, into law. And the transportation bill includes a provision that makes flying cars legal on all public roads. There aren't any to hit the roads today, but it's a future-forward gesture. To be clear, the legislation doesn't let future flying cars zip above the roadways, but it does allow them to operate as a traditional vehicle on the public roads. Okay, so they're like, okay, you have a flying car, you can drive it around, but you can't fly the damn thing. What are you, crazy? <laughs> we got to get that approved by the uh, Air Transportation Department. That's a separate bill. For now, you could just drive it around. It says here, essentially, it lets tomorrow's drivers slash pilots drive to the airport and then take off towards the skies. Oh, I see. So, you know, there's no flying around. Basically, they've said that if you have an airplane, you can drive it on the road as you go to the airport. <laughs> and no funny business either. Flying cars will not be allowed to take off and land on public roads in case that's what you're thinking. All right. Not in New Hampshire anyways. Although there's plenty of room in New Hampshire. There's nobody there. Of all the roads you could land on with a plane, it's definitely New Hampshire. 
you know, population 400, really? I went digging around for flying car manufacturers. I found two main ones. One is called Terrafugia. It's a Massachusetts-based startup, but they've gone rather quiet the past couple of years. Although on the website, it says the company did have 100 people working on the flying car project. The second company is Samson Sky, which is Oregon-based. Um, and it originally planned to have its flying car, the Switchblade, ready in 2019 after it made a big splash in 2018. But uh, it still appears the company's working on that. <laughs> There's no flying car to be pushed out yet. And uh, it says here, even if we do get a true flying car one day, it's unlikely they'll perform exactly the way we watched them on the Jetsons. In reality, vertical takeoff and landing contraptions, otherwise known as VTOLs, will probably get closer to the futuristic way of life. And uh, what is going to be the future price of these flying cars? Well, it says here that you can expect them to cost around 300000 USD uh, out of the gate. Uh, but, you know, we don't know yet. There isn't one available, although I would love that. I'm surprised Tesla hasn't uh, made one of these damn things. They seem to be able to do crazy shit these days. But when I think about flying cars, I think about a whole host of problems that we're going to have. Um of course, it will open up the highways, which is solving one problem. But then what about the rules of flying around? Imagine regular people flying cars. I mean, there's a reason why we make pilots go through all those testings. Rigid testing. You've got to be tip-top in all categories to be a pilot. Um, you know, very, We require you to be pretty intelligent and, and really on the ball. And, and so if you're going to give everybody the, the pilot role, like anybody, that just seems a little scary to me i mean there's a, there's people who can't even handle a, a car i see them on the roads i'm like what are you how did you get your license to drive a vehicle never mind letting them then fly around that would be another license that all of us will be getting i mean i just can't see that but you know maybe i'm just too traditional when it comes to this stuff i'm just i get nervous about regular citizens being pilots is all anybody else concerned with this call the show let me know how you feel 646-450-2012 <laughs> Robot dolphins. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Replace live animals in zoos and aquariums. Yes, robotic dolphins could be an ethical and cost-effective alternative to keeping marine mammals in captivity. The robo-dolphin prototype was just built by technicians at a company called Edge Innovations. Uh, this group includes a special effects guy that was behind the movies Free Willy and Flipper. Designer and engineer Roger Holzberg says, It's a lot of fun to swim with the robotic dolphin because you can actually tell it what to do and it'll look at you and respond to you. Holzberg meticulously designed the dolphins to closely resemble the real thing. Both inside and out. Ooh, do they take a crap too? They weigh 600 pounds and they swim in a way that most would find indiscernible from the real thing. Inside the robot is a skeleton 
where the major elements look very much like a real dolphin. The detail goes so far as to actually integrate fat bladders to be sure that the buoyancy and the feel of it when you actually touch it or move with it or bump against it, it feels like it's its real-life counterpart. Marine mammals do not thrive in captivity. Uh, death rates for dolphins are higher in captivity than in the wild, of course. Studies show that the extremely smart mammals can suffer psychologically when separated from their home. Yes, they're very intelligent, these dolphins, and even the whales as well. And so when you separate them from um, their their home, it's uh, you know it can do a lot of damage mentally on the dolphin as well as physically. I, I, I hate to see these beautiful animals in captivity myself. But on the flipper side, the public's interest in these animals is increasing more and more. And one of the best ways to raise awareness and money for conservation is by educating folks through unique experiences like robo-dolphins. We believe that there's a possible win-win for both the industry and for the educational initiatives to be able to create, really to reimagine the kind of entertainment that we do with such animals. I've always thought that the way that we preserve our world oceans is to get people to fall in love with them. And my hope and my dream is that children who interact with these dolphins will fall in love with the ocean and the creatures that live with them and will grow up to preserve them. I think this is great. Uh, having robots that can be as as lifelike as the originals in your zoos and your aquariums. Who gives a damn if they're robots? You know, it's not like we're touching the things anyways. They're so far away, many of them, that they, we'll never be able to tell the difference between a robot uh, rhino and a non-robot rhino, I'd imagine. Uh, so this is great, and it it allows for these things to not have to be in the zoo or in the aquarium. Of course, you still got to find ways to help them live out in the wild and preserve them. As the you know the wilderness that we have on the earth, what's left of it seems to just be disappearing, you know, uh, mile by mile every minute, right? So we also need to put some effort into that as well. But I think using robotic dolphins or virtual, like having virtual reality zoos and aquariums, that could be a thing as well. Um, just thoughts, you know, nice ways to use technology. We seem to use technology for dumb things. It's always like cat videos and porn. So to use it for something like this, I think it's a great cause. What do you guys think? Call the show. Would you would you pay money to go see robotic zoo animals if they if if they looked? exactly the same and they acted exactly the same as the original would you or would you still think that this is a scam <laughs> hey thanks weirdos for listening to another episode of weird af news all the way till the end i appreciate you and your time please tell a friend that you think might get something out of this podcast i find the best way to spread this around is word of mouth a friend to a friend say hey are you a little depressed do you hate mainstream news well why don't you give this a shot this guy does some weird stories sometimes they're funny I got a review, by the way, and I want to thank this person who has a very long name. Uh, it's on Amazon. The person wrote down their, that their name was Just a Guy Who Knows Less Than He Should. Well, thank you, Just a Guy Who Knows Less Than He Should, for giving me five stars to begin. The title is, It's Like Scary Stories You Tell in the Dark, Only Funny. There is some hilarious, weird crap out there, and this is where it's covered. Five stars because it's solid comedy on stuff you can't make up. Anyone who doesn't like it has no sense of humor. Not every joke can be funny to everyone, so get your head out of your butt. Listen to a week minimum, then bugger off if you don't like it because it is great. Jonesy rantings are like mini eargasms that make my malleus quiver with joy. My malleus? 
Mamalius? Mamalius. I don't even know this word. I'm going to have to look this up. And then he, <laughs> this person just writes, uh, five stars, baby. Oh, yeah. And then I think this has got to be someone from the UK because they wrote bugger off, right? But, oh, it could be Australia, though, too, right? The places that they say bugger, I imagine, uh, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, right? Bugger off. I don't know where you're from, just a guy who knows less than he should, but I want to thank you for what is one of my best reviews ever. Very funny guy. I'm, I, you know, I'm very proud that I also have listeners who are funnier than me. Like this, like just a guy who knows less than he should. Hilarious person. Probably funnier than me. So thank you so much for the review. You guys can leave a review on any of your podcast listeners if they accept reviews. Not all of them do. Um, I don't check all of them. I basically just check iTunes and Amazon. So if you do leave me one, and, and really I only check iTunes in the, in the U.S. Um, I know that there's a separate one for each friggin' country, and I just can't check all of them. So if you've left me one in a different country, if you've left me any review, just screenshot it and email it to me, please. Funnyjones at gmail.com, and I will give you some major love on the show of course, and uh, show you appreciation. The, the appreciation that you deserve for taking the time to write a damn review. I mean, it's so helpful to me and it shows that you, you know, you actually took some effort and that you love, you love what I'm doing. And, and, uh, well, and even the bad reviews, they bring something to me because they're hilarious, right? They're really hilarious. I'm going to read them on the show. So I get something out of it, entertainment. Either way, it's a win-win. Uh, so yeah, please leave a review. And uh, check out my Patreon because I still got a lot of crap on there. Uh, Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. I'm thinking about organizing a watch party on there. I'm looking into the um, the specifics of it, how to do so. Uh, and so I think I might offer a watch party for my patrons. But you'll have to be a, a member of the Patre- Patreon to, to enjoy the watch party. So as soon as I figure out how to do this, guys, stay tuned. But meanwhile, join the Patreon. For as little as two bucks a month, which is like buying me like an espresso, a shot of espresso per month. Why wouldn't you do that? That's so cheap. Buy Jonesy a shot. Why not? Um, Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. I appreciate all you guys, and we'll see you tomorrow.